We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's got it. Back to pass. Looking left. Rolling. It is caught. It's at the five. Diving into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast. I am Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I am Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions Fan Page. What's going on, everybody? I'm Malcolm. I am with the Detroit Lions video page. And today in episode 10 of the Pride Podcast, we got... A win to talk about, guys. Guys, believe it. Week 17 win in Lambeau Field. And it wasn't just a win. It was a shutout win. It was a 31-0 shutout win. I'm energized for this podcast. Usually we kick to Pierre. But today, nope. We're going to kick to my boy Malcolm to start the podcast. <laughs> what is your thoughts on this game? You know, what went well in this game? Get it going. Everything went well in this game. Like Even every- Zach Zenner? Even Zach Zenner, I mean, we had one person that I'm not going to talk about it right now, but besides that one person, (laughs) everything else looked nice. Um, Offense looked good. Defense looked good. Stafford was on fire. All the receivers looked like pro bowlers. It was, where had these guys, where had these guys been all year? TJ Jones getting two touchdowns. Um, Powell, I guess he learned the playbook because he was balling. I don't don't know where he came from, but he had a great game. Zach (laughs) Zepp had a great game. Diggs had a crazy interception. I mean, he probably jumped like 30 feet in the air, grabbed a a pick. I thought that was nice, and I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Tease Tabor, for having this. No, no. Tabor had a solid – watch the tape. Tease Tabor. Had a solid game. He had six tackles. Um, I think he gave up only one catch. That shouldn't have been a catch if they would have challenged it. Um, to Cobb, there was a play that Kaiser threw to the sidelines and Cobb caught it. They should have challenged it because it was going to be reversed, but they didn't challenge it, so it stood. But Tease Tabor had a good game up the nickel. I loved it. I was a fan. They proved me wrong because I thought we were going to get crushed, and we won. What do you think about it, Pierre? Um, going to your tease table, you actually shut down Randall Cobb, which was like, I mean, props to tease, you know? Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. That didn't look like an encouraging props to tease. I want to hear props to tease table, baby. <laughs> this guy had a hell of a game. <laughs> Where was that? I want that energy. We just beat the Trump. Packers 31 nothing. Deshaun Kaiser was at quarterback, and Deshaun Kaiser is probably one of the worst quarterbacks in this league right now. 
Anyway. Hey, Aaron Rodgers got the start. Aaron Rodgers got the We beat Aaron. Hey, Matt Patricia beat Aaron Rodgers twice and beat Tom Brady. I call that successful season. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. We finished 6-10 at the end of the day. Um, I'm, I'm... One, All right. guy that, one guy that has really impressed me the past couple weeks, um, he's looked stronger and better than last year, is Zach Zenner. They should bring him back next year. Once again, 21 oh. years. Oh, did, did I hear some Zach Zenner praise? Ninety. Am, am I hearing this right? The Zen Den. <laughs> the Zen Den getting praised. Look, Zach is not like he's not a he's not a flashy back, but he gets the job done. He runs with power. He's not speedy. Nothing flashy about him. He'll get the job done. So, I could see him back next year as a number two or number three. How about the other running back? Um, Theo Riddick. No, 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 not carry on. Not Theo. Either, and his name is not Theo Riddick. Um, oh, you're talking about LeGarrette Blunt, right? Yeah, 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 LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, let's just say uh, Father Time has caught up to him. 11 carries for 15 yards, 1.4 average, Jesus and a long of six. God damn. Honestly, bro, I think he's done. I mean, he had, he's had a successful career. He's just He needs to retire, hang it up or something. Or just, yeah, he's done. Just get out of Detroit, please. Just yeah. please, I I can't I can't watch another game. Look at Blind, Honolulu Blue. I can't, I can't. Um, come on, guys. I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion. We gotta respect. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, no, yeah, he's a winner. He is a winner. He's a tough runner. I mean, he's he had a, a great career. career. He's had he has a good career. Yeah, he just doesn't have it left anymore. So just just not a good career in Detroit. Uh, defensively, hey Tyler, I'm gonna go to your stat. You know what, Tyler? You say your stat. Okay, okay, okay. Since the Lions have acquired. Defensive tackle, Snacks Harrison. Uh, the Lions have stuffed the run. And uh, the Lions did more than just stuff in the run this game. They hold the Green Bay Packers to a whopping. Malcolm, read the stat. A whopping. The, the total yards the Green Bay Packers had in rushing was 46. Rushing How yards. How much do the running backs? Uh, How much do the running backs have? That's the Snacks backs, Harrison stat. The running backs totaled a whopping. One, two, three, four, five, six yards. Yep. Six Yards. Six yards. You, you heard that, that hell of a game. Not 60, not 16, six yards. Yep. And that was without Ashawn Robinson, too. That was Snags, Harrison, and uh, Ricky Jean Francois. Um, uh, John Atkins, I'd bring him back next year, too. He, he played, he's played decent. He was impressive. He was impressive. From the practice squad, Um, he had a tough first game versus Minnesota, but, um, you know, he improved tremendously this Last Sunday versus Green Bay. Um, yeah, John Atkins, he looked good. He looked good. Snacks was, has, you know, beast himself. Maybe he'll win Baller of the Week finally because, you know, he still hasn't won. We'll see. But, um, yeah, Snacks had a good game. I want to give another shout-out to one of my favorite Detroit Lions, kicker Matt Prater. His first career touchdown, I believe. I, I don't think he's ever thrown another touchdown. Um, so, congratulations to Matt Prater. And Pat McAfee praised him. Um, another contention for Baller of the Week. But uh, my boy Levine Toyololo, too, got his first touchdown as a Detroit Lion. Would you guys think his first touchdowns would be on special teams? <laughs> Why did it take until the last week to get targeted? And it was on special teams. It was not even in the offense. Yeah. Um, an- another guy we've been, you know, not been very kind on the podcast. Uh, TJ Jones had a big game, had two touchdowns. Could have possibly been his last game as Detroit Lion. He stepped up. Uh, you know, he had that really nice catch, his second catch. It was, uh, you know, the corner, perfect pass by Stafford, and then 
beautiful catch by TJ Jones. Uh, I mean, there was not very many mistakes in this game. And I know fans are going to be frustrated about this game. You know, people were not, I guess, totally excited about this game. And I guess it's understandable. I mean, you're, you were 5-10 and 10 going into this game versus a 5-9-1 team, I believe it was, or six, whatever it was at the time. Uh, so fans are not going to be totally excited about this game. And I understand that. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't excited going into this game. I don't think you guys were either. Um, you know, it was just, I guess, nice to see it eventually this year. Because we never saw, I guess, a performance this good in the season. And it was, uh, even though the game basically meant nothing, it, it meant something somehow. It was a good, I don't know how to explain it. It was a good game. Um, and for the people that wanted to tank and stuff, these guys are fighting for the jobs out there. Uh, these guys, Most of those guys out there are not guys that were guaranteed jobs. Like Zach Center was not a guaranteed job. Andy Jones was not, you know, et cetera, whoever it was. So there was guys fighting for their jobs. And, um, you know, there was, you know, even coaches, a guy that's, I guess, no longer here anymore. But uh, Jim Bob Cooter, we haven't mentioned his name in the podcast yet, which is surprisingly... He was let go, if you guys haven't heard by now. Um, so, I, you know, people are fighting for their jobs. And for the people that want to tank, I mean, too bad. We won the game at the end of the day. We still got the eighth overall pick. So, I guess there's not too much to complain about, I guess. Um, I want to add to that tanking thing you said. These players don't tank. Coaches don't tank. And GMs uh, don't tank. Because a lot of coaches are judged by their record when it's all said and done. And they want to win every game. And these players, for example, you mentioned those guys that they rarely play when they get their opportunity. They want to ball out. They want to put their game off them. So if they're not with us, they could be with another team. Yeah. And plus, yeah. it's very disrespectful to the fans. Um, even the Raiders, like, they supposedly tank, but they still went out and won some games. They didn't try to lose games on purpose. No one likes losing. Losing is not fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Pros, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Tanking is just more of a fan thing. Um, I guess for draft position, they want that big name in the draft. It is what it is, man. I mean, we still got top 10 pick. I mean, we dropped three spots from winning this game. I, I'm i happy with the results. I, I'm glad we won. I'm glad they showed, you know, they went out with a fight. And, you know, they showed some pride by winning. So it is what it is for me. Would you guys agree, though, if we won this game, I guess, like in an ugly – I mean, I don't like to consider NFL wins ugly fashion, but like, you know, like an ugly fashion win. But I think the way they won was nice to see. They won a 31-0 game in on a road, on the road, in a tough environment in Green Bay. It wasn't just like a sloppy win. They they won in fashion. They won – there was a statement win out there. Um, it wasn't like, you know, kind of like that Cardinals one where it was kind of like a – like, you know, these guys don't even look that good out there when they're playing. But this was, you know, everyone looked good this game. And uh, I, I, it was nice to see. It was really nice to see. I mean, I think, you know, we were in the last podcast. We were like, yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to win this game. We just don't have the talent. But to see them, you know, prove us wrong, it was nice. Um, they put a good performance on the field. I, I'm proud of them. I actually am proud of them, regardless that this game meant nothing to the, you know, we'll never, well, we might remember because we beat the Packers 31-0, but, you know, this game will never be mentioned again, probably, but it was nice to see, um, you know, they went off on a good note, and that's what I like to see. Yeah, um, honestly, when the game first started, I was like, shit, here we go, no holiday, we have no one at receiver, I was like, yeah, 
but I'm still going to watch this, you know? And like, whoa, I was impressed. I was like, all right, let's go. Let, let's, let's shut them out. Let's put some points up. Let's go, you know? Yeah. The way I called that game, there was some creativity. There was um, obviously some little uh, adjustments in that game. They did a good job, so. You know, I just don't understand, though. Stafford with Andy Jones, TJ Jones, Brandon Powell, 260 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's impressive. You have like a four or five and a six starting. You know what I just don't understand, though? Why? Why is it week 17 when we were five and 10, we wait for all this creativity and we just want to put an offensive burst show? I just don't understand. Why till week 17? Like, why don't they do this throughout the season, week seven, week eight, or whatever? I think they wanted to. Uh, they, you know, they wanted to give fans something. Um, they wanted to like experience new place for next year's season work and ABC's last game. So, you know, it's just like it's a mixture of everything. It's like it's just frustrating because, like, and, you and know. Also, oh, go ahead. Go for it. I was dumb. No, I was gonna say, and also, um, the the Packers they were hurt as well. I mean, yeah. we took advantage. Their secondary was hurt too. So, it, I mean, we just took advantage of the opportunity that was given to us. To be honest. I mean, let's be honest, though. We were banged up, too. Our we, were, was out. We, were, we were banged up. Started it was like, out. yeah, it was like our banged up receiving core was going to get us their banged up secondary because I think, I'm not sure who was out. Was Alexander? Alexander was out. I yeah. believe Jair Alexander was out. Devontae Adams was out on the receiving core. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, you look at, I mean, I think some guys stepped up you know, from, you know, some guys stepped up this week, you know, Peter's been mentioning every podcast. I want to see a guy step up and everyone stepped up this week, you know, Um, team stepped up. Yeah. The whole team stepped up the last game. Um, and you know, just, I guess green Bay kind of just, you know, was doing what they've been doing all year. Kind of, you know, just slumping, you know, none of the guys stepped up and it's kind of the opposite for the lions. Some guys stepped up and, you know, good for those guys, you know, they ended on a good no and, you know, Hopefully, you know, they, those some of those guys could find some jobs, whether it be with us or different NFL teams. You know, I wish the best of luck to all those guys. You know, they all play well. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our segments, Tyler. Start with yours. And for this week's oopsie doopsie of the week. For this week's oopsie doopsie of the week. All right, I really didn't want to give this guy oopsie doopsie of the week. I. I I felt bad. We were talking before the I podcast. <laughs> we were talking before the podcast started. Like, we were trying to look at other solutions. Like, I tried to give it to Deshaun Kaiser. Peter's like, come on, man. So it's a Lions podcast. I'm like, yeah, you're right. We got to keep the Lions related. And then I'm like, you know, I but I gave it to Arizona Field once. And he's like, come on, bro. You got to keep the Lions related. I'm like, all right, I'll keep it Lions related. I wanted to give it to Deshaun Kaiser. Unfortunately, I can't give it to Deshaun Kaiser because Peter won't let me give it to Deshaun Kaiser. You know, you know why, Peter? Why, why won't you just let me give it to Sean Kaiser? Sean <laughs> Kaiser is a bad quarterback. We, okay. No. okay. And okay. we're not a Packers um, podcast. We are a Lions podcast. <laughs> so, Peter didn't let me give it to Sean Kaiser. So, I'm sorry, LeGarrette Blunt. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. But, LeGarrette, you had 15 or what was it, 11 attempts for 15 whopping yards. LeGarrette, I didn't want to do it. I try to get you out of Oopsie Doopsie of the Week, but you did it to yourself. Oh, my God, LeGarrette, I didn't want to. I really, I, I swear, LeGarrette Blunt, I didn't want to do it. 
<laughs> from my bottom of my heart, I didn't want to do it, but I had to because Pierre said I had to keep the lines related. And you're the only guy that didn't put anything on the field. Everyone else played well. I can't even give you my little like questionnaire. I usually give you some multiple choice. I can't do it this week because you were the only guy that gave a shitty week from the Lions this week. Garrett Blunt, you are week 17, oopsie doops of the week. And I think we'll never see you in the Lions uniform. And it's sad that you have to end your, your stint with the Lions like this. But it had to happen. I'm done. LeGarrette Blount's oopsie doopsie week. Pierre, just get on some baller of the week. I can't do it anymore. And for this week's baller of the week. So for this week's baller of the week, we have two baller of the weeks because, you know, I couldn't decide. So I have two. Um, is that Brandon Powell? No, it's not. But Powell had a great game. Is it TJ? See, you got options. I didn't have options. I had LeGarrette Blount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, sorry about Tyler, you don't have options, but uh, is that Matthew Stafford? Yes, it is. Is that Matt Taylor? Yeah, it is. But two Matt, um, Stafford played well with like with uh, Malcolm and Tyler at wide receiver, and uh, hey, that's that's a that's a, that's a lead talent right there. <laughs> and uh, Raider, um, you know, he, he had that one pass, the ball was in the air forever, but it got there, it was a touchdown, and uh, he also made his field goal an extra point, so. Those are my ballers of the week. Man, you had some options, man. You could have chose Snacks Harrison. You could have chose Pat McAfee. You could have chose Zach Zenner. I had Laguerre Blunt and Deshaun Kaiser, and I could even use Deshaun Kaiser. So I'm sorry, Blunt. I'm sorry again. Blunt, I'm really sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, now let's hit it to our sponsors for a quick commercial break. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. And the giveaway winner is sponsored by the D-Line is... I am Alex Glanz. Congratulations, Alex Glanz. Uh, DM us with all your information. We'll get you a shirt right away. Stay tuned for the rest of the podcast and stay tuned for future giveaways. All right, now let's get on to the breaking news that happened on New Year's Day. You guys know what happened on New Year's Day? Uh, I think everyone knows. Sorry, Connor Cook? Yep, Connor Cook, breaking news. Oh. Connor Cook is a new Detroit Lion, and the Lions have moved on from quarterback Jake Rudock, and that's all I got for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the Detroit Lions fired Malcolm and Pierce boy, Jim Bob Cooper. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> It's not my boy. Let me see. I posted something about this guy, all right? I have to find it real fast. But Malcolm, that's Malcolm's boy. We all know that, so. <laughs> I disowned him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you guys, your boy is gone. He's out of town. And, you know, today's podcast, we're going to talk about some, you know, potential candidates that could be filling in. You got the goat's shoes, but Peter wants to hop in and say, Yeah, ready? This is what I said about JBC after um, what game was it before the Green Bay game? Who do we play? Um, it was Minnesota after the Minnesota game. Ready from short passes on third and long to targeting the Garibald on the passing game, also having the worst screen game in the NFL, being too conservative. I'm sorry, bro. Leave, just leave. I've had enough of you. You were great when you first took the job, but never changed your scheme. Uh, you kept it the same. Now it's pretty cool. Go back to Tennessee or something. Just leave Detroit. Cool. That, sounds like a, that sounds like a. That sounds like a. Uh, like one of those notes. Like after you break up, like a, a breakup. 
Well, you know. Were you uh, breaking uh, up with JBC? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's like when Malcolm disowned him. After Sean Bobkin obviously saw my post, they're like, you know what, this guy's right, we got to fire him. He's zibbed. <laughs> not good. Patricia uh, tunes in. Matt yeah. Patricia, I'm telling you. My boy Laguerre Blunt was showing him the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia clearly saw my post, and uh, yeah. He's gone. He gone. All, um, right. all jokes aside, guys, let's talk about... All right, let's get into some replacement. offensive coordinators. So I was thinking, I didn't even tell you guys about this, but I was thinking about, you know, potentially giving you guys, like, let's list our three favorite offensive coordinator candidates and, you know, list them in order and why we like them. Um, you guys like that idea? Yeah, you could go. Uh, we might have the same ones. If we have the same ones, change That's it up fine. and just say the same ones. That's fine. Just keep it going. And one guy you don't want. Same one guy you don't want. One guy you don't want, three guys you want. That's how we're yep. going to do it, this podcast. Um, you want me to start it off? I could go. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. All right. So my number one option was uh, head coach Adam Gase, who was just released by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I would really like Gase because I think this is a perfect fit for the Detroit Lions just because uh, Adam Gase and Jim Bob Cooter's, you know, offensive schemes are very similar in a certain manner. But Gase is a little more aggressive and, you know, you know, that's what which we need. Um, I think it's a perfect fit in Detroit. It wouldn't be, you know, take too long of adjustment for, you know, the offense. So I think Gase is my number one option. Only thing about Adam Gase is, though, uh, I think he has interest of being, you know, being a head coach than rather an offensive coordinator. So I think that's the only issue where I don't know if we'll be able to land a guy like Adam Gase. So that's where it could be tough. My option, too. This is another one that's kind of kind of be unrealistic because it's a little tougher because Cleveland doesn't want to give him up. It's offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens. Um, I was really intrigued by Freddie Kitchens to see what he did in Cleveland this year. Um, what he did with Baker Mayfield was very impressive, honestly, in his rookie season. And what they did with that offense is really impressive. I mean, he they had good running backs in Nick Chubb. Uh, Duke Johnson, and then a good receiving, I mean, a solid receiving core like Jarvis Landry. And one thing that intrigued me a lot and that the JBC never did was get the tight ends involved. He got David Njoku involved a lot in that offense. And that's what I want our next offensive coordinator to do is to get the tight ends more involved. Because not that our tight ends were sexy, because we had guys like, you know, Luke Wilson and Michael Roberts, but I like to see a guy like Levine Toyololo more involved in this offense. Um, you know, in the future and whoever we have is our future number one. Um, so that's what I liked about Freddie Kitchens. He really intrigues me for this job. Only problem with that is too, it doesn't look like Cleveland wants to let go of him. So Freddie Kitchens is my option too. That's just another one that I think is going to be a little tough to get because, uh, I guess reports were that, uh, Cleveland denied teams from, uh, interviewing him because they, you know, potentially want to keep him as a head coach. So that one's going to be tough. And my option in three, this one's a little tough. Uh, I don't know if I really even have an option three. Uh, I guess my option three would probably have to be uh, Rams uh, passing uh, coordinator Shane Waldron. Uh, I think this one makes sense just because uh, Patriots connections with Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Only thing about Shane Waldron that, kind of doesn't intrigue me i guess too too much would you guys maybe disagree with me i think patricia's plan for this team on the offense is to be more of a run first team which malcolm likes a lot i know that oh yes uh, 
<laughs> so I, I think that's Matt Patricia's plan. And uh, I know I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me with this, but I think the Rams' offense is mainly a passing offense. And I don't I know with that because look, whenever Todd Gurley doesn't get a hundred yards, they lose. Yeah, I don't know. I just Shane Waldron. I, I like him. I wouldn't mind him at all. I just think I don't know how much of a fit he fits in our you know schemes on offense. So. I don't know if I don't really don't have an option three. Those first two guys are my main guys that really want to be here, but is it just those two options are going to be kind of tough because it looks like they're going to get head coaching jobs. So it's going to be tough. Malcolm, who's your three guys? My three guys. Um, so I actually my three guys. I have um the former Rams. I'm sorry, the former Jacks OC, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I like Nathaniel Hackett too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't have great success this year with the Jags, but look who's at quarterback. Blake Bortles? And if you look at what he was able to do last year with, with Blake Bortles, he had Blake Bortles throw for 400 yards in, in a game. They had a successful run game as well um, up in Jacksonville. So he's one of my options at, for an OC. Another option is a guy who's actually low-key right now. Not, not a lot of people is talking about him. Um, I know about him because he was – I liked him as a player when he was a player. He was a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, Deuce Daly, who's currently the Eagles running back coach. I think if, you know, they brought him in, uh, he would, you know, get that running game going for sure. If, um, run first, able- run first, Malcolm plan. <laughs> <laughs> and another, another guy that I like a lot is – um. The guy who was making noise in in Minnesota, the new guy, um, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. Yeah, um, he had the plan of running the rock too, and he was just an interim coach. So if they don't bring him in full time, who knows? Maybe we could um snatch him up um, from Minnesota. I actually have a wild card person who is still a head coach right now, but he's like his whole situation is up in the air. He could get fired. He could let go. I'm not. Going, I'm not sure what Washington is actually doing with him, but it's it's Jay Gruden. Um, he will be a hell of a um, offensive coordinator if we're able to get him. I All agree. Right. Pierre, go with your three. All right. Um, I had Adam Gase and Gary Kubiak, but reports are they're uh, they're likely going to get other jobs. So I'm going to go with re- three realistic ones. So I'll go with the first one would be probably Dirk Cutter uh, from Tampa. Yeah, ex head coach for Tampa. Um, his offense has always played well. He got the best out of his receivers. I think he could do the same with Marvin, Kenny, whoever they draft, and carry on, get the run game going. Um, my number two, I'd say, would be... Oh, shit. Hang on. I got to think for a minute. I'd say uh, you guys probably don't know him. Um, he hasn't been talked about a lot, but the QB's coach at Kansas City... Uh, Mike Kafka, he's only 31 years old. He used to be a quarterback. He used to be a quarterback, 31 yeah, years Eagles. old. Um, West Coast system. I think it'd be a pretty dynamic uh, passing game with him. The running game has done well in KC as well. And Philadelphia, you could see everywhere these uh, Kansas City assistants go, like Andrew Reid assistants, I'm sorry, Doug Peterson, success in Philly. Frank Reich, also from that tree, success in Indy. Um, Nagy, Coach Nagy in uh in Chicago from Andy Reid. So these guys are successful. I like his coaching tree. And I'd say my third one would probably be uh, Shane Waldron, you know. See what he has. Utilize the tight ends. Good running game in uh, L.A. They have a good passing game. So we'll see what happens. 
Okay, now let's get on to the guys we don't want to be here. Our, um, we'll go with one or two guys. You know, you can name two guys you don't want to be here. I got two guys in mind that I don't want to be here. And one of them is in our system right now. And I think the both of you guys could both agree with me on this one. It is quarterbacks coach uh, George Gotze. No. I don't want to see George Gotze here. I, I've seen what he's done in Houston. It's not successful to me. I, I'm not a big fan of George Gotze. I don't want to see him being promoted to offensive coordinator. I think that'd be a disaster. And uh, Mel- I'm, Malcolm, I'm stealing this right from you. I got this from you. I'm giving, I'm going to give you credit to it. Uh, if they wanted to see what George Gotze had, they could have done this earlier in the year with firing Jim Bob Cooter. They didn't have to wait to hold, you know, next season to do this. Um, they could have fired JBC midseason when things were going, you know, south. But, you know, they decided to stick with JBC. If they want, if they were really interested in George Gotze, I think I, I agree with Malcolm. What he usually says, you you would have done, you could have done this signing a while ago. You could have promoted him a while ago and see what he has. But now going into next season, I don't think it's worth it. Um, and another guy I don't want to see here, me and Peter were talking before uh, the podcast started, Charlie Weiss. Hell no. No. no we don't, Damn, you took no. my name. You took my uh, person. Oh, was it? No, I, I don't want to see Charlie Weiss here. And his resume tells it himself. I'm not going to even read his resume. It's that bad. I, I No. 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 Yeah. Malcolm, go with yours. I, just don't say Charlie Weiss. Please. Actually, go with say Charlie Weiss, please. I, he was my number one person that I was going to give a no to. Um, His ass. <laughs> you already said, you already said um, George Gossi. Uh, I mean, the only signings that would make me really upset is that we signed any position coach from the New England Patriots. Chad, Chad, Chad uh, the, the wide receiver coach, if we signed him, I'll be upset. Any, any Patriots staff member position coach that comes to his team, I will be pissed. What would you guys think of, uh, sorry, Pierre. Uh, what would you guys think of offensive, this is from our system, offensive line coach, uh, Jeff Davidson is our p- uh, potential OC. Absolutely not. I agree. If it's anybody from the staff, they could have did that week three, you know, we could, they could have did that a long time ago. If yeah. they're going to hire somebody within, like, no, we need somebody, we need something fresh right now. Okay. Uh, Peter, who's your two guys you don't want to see here? You mentioned them, so I'll think of other guys. It was Scott C and uh, Charlie Weiss. <laughs> anyone that's like over 60 years old from Syracuse or from the I want hey, to find somebody. Hey, Paul Pesciclone. Give credit to my fans, Paul Pesciclone. Oh, no, like. <laughs> Like, all jokes aside, like, seriously, I want a fresh mind. I don't want a Patricia guy. I want a fresh mind to come in and do his own thing on offense. Like, Patricia Career about the defense. Yeah, he'll have the same the offense or whatever, but I want a guy to bring in his ideas. I don't want to hire internally. I don't want to hire a former Pats guy. I do not want to hire a guy who worked with Patricia in Syracuse or whatever. I want to hire a guy that's smart, that's initiative, that's not from the system. Something different. Bring a little juice to the offense, I guess. All right. I have another name for you guys. I want to hear you guys' input on this one. Um, I think in our one of our actually first, like one of our few first podcasts, uh, Peter was talking about this guy and he liked him. Um, it was offensive coordinator Steve. Uh, how did the hell you say his last name? Atlanta's OC is Steve Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on him. Yeah, I mean he's had a good passing game. He's had a solid running game. You know, uh, I. 
I mean, the fans, Atlanta fans didn't like him. He had, like, one bad year, but he bounced back this year. They just, they didn't like him that much, but honestly, he could help out, you know? So, I mean, I, I'd be for it. If they hired him, I wouldn't be angry. Another guy that I wouldn't be angry they hired was, um... Dan Olaski. Uh, Nathaniel, <laughs> I forgot to mention him. Yeah, him too, so. Any former OC that's had success in the league, I, I'd be all for it. Yeah, experience over everything right now. And one more name I have for you guys on my list is uh, Rams, I believe, quarterback coach, uh, Zach Taylor. Yeah, you know, it's interesting with him. He came from uh, McVay, McVay from Cincy. So he's entering for Cincy's job. He could get that. But Zach Taylor would be kind of intriguing. Brings that same style McVay, Shane Waldron type of guy. So I'd be for it. What about you, Malcolm? If he makes offense better, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect definition for any of these guys, even if it's George Patsy. (laughs) If they can make the offense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to be honest, we'll be pissed if George Gotsy comes in, but whatever he gets the offense rolling, you know? He gets the offense rolling, that's all that I matters. Mean, look, some of the guys we mentioned could be complete flops. We don't know. We just want them right now. I mean, you just yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how the offense will react, and I mean, you just don't know who they have personnel, if the guys fit their system. We don't know. It depends who they get. Yep. There's, a, there's another name that's out there that a lot of people say that has a chance to be um. The OC is Steelers online coach Mike Munchak. Um, I think it's kind Have of you guys bad. heard much about him? I yeah, personally I, don't know much about him. I know about him. He was a head coach in this league. Wasn't successful. He's bounced he was around. Head coach for, the Titans, for the Titans, right? I believe so. I forgot, to be honest. But he's bounced around as assistants from team to team. Um, I don't want. I don't like online coaches as OCs. I prefer quarterbacks or wide receivers coach. Even running backs coach, I don't like O-line coach as an OC. Sounds good. All right, guys, I think we got all our opinions out there about our OC, about the Packers game. Let's get into fan questions. Okay, we have this question from um, Big Brady 71 Could the Lions uh, – yeah, I don't – it's like some guy. I don't know. He's like, <laughs> the Lions trade back at number eight. Um you want to start? Or should I start? I'll start it off. Um, would it make sense to trade back in number eight? I think it's not a bad idea. Um, I think if you see, you know, guys you really are high on, and you know they're not projected to be in the top ten, say why not? The only problem I have, I guess, with trading back is you already have nine draft picks. I mean, so how much trading back do you want to do? I mean, don't you eventually kind of want to get like one of those top 10 talented players? I kind of want to do. I don't, I'm not really all down for trading back, but I mean, it depends what the package is. I mean, if it's like getting like an extra six round pick, then I'll probably say no. I kind of want to pick the guy at number eight um, rather than picking like 15 or something like that. Uh, I just, you know, we've got good players from, you know, drafting mid, you know, Midish in the first round. I want to kind of get like a top 10 talent and, you know, get a superstar in the draft. I mean, guys we have are good players, but, you know, I want like a, you know, uh, an all pro player every year, Pro Bowl player. I want like a superstar, man. And I think we can get one of those guys in the top 10 rather than, you know, potentially trading back. I mean, you could still find stars like that. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm all down for, you know, just staying back at, staying at number eight. Um, this for me- Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No. No, um, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I was gonna say it all depends on um 
I guess their draft board at that at that point because you know all the you know they're gonna have their draft board and depending who they have left and who they want to draft if they feel like they have a guy right now you know their number two one two and three is already off the board and they're looking at their number four option and they feel like he's you know he will still be there at maybe 10 11 12 you know maybe they could trade back um you'd be surprised what teams would give up to just move up two two or three spots They'll give up a, 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 their first and like a third. So you could definitely win if you trade down two spots in the draft, all depending on, you know, who's on their draft board. Exactly. I, I forgot to mention that, but I agree with that 100%. I'm all for it, to be honest. Let's say they have a draft board. They have five guys they like, and they trade five spots back. They get one of those guys. Why not? But if there's one true blue chip player, like one elite guy there, and it's number eight, you take him. You don't trade back. But let's say there's no elite guys, all good players, like good good players. They don't have an elite thing on them. Yeah, you trade back and get one of those, you know. And also, um, the number eight pick has been moved around several times before. In 2014, Minnesota traded number nine and number 145 to Cleveland for number eight. So if you move back one spot, you get a fifth. I'd be down for that. In 2013, this is kind of a little, like, tricky trade. St. Louis traded number 16, 46, and 78. For number eight and seventy-one, so I mean, that's all right. But this one's crazy. I do this trade. I don't know if you guys would. In two thousand eight, Jacksonville traded number twenty-six, number seventy-one, number eighty-nine, number one twenty-five to Baltimore for number eight. So wow, <laughs> yes. We get a second, a third, or whatever that was. I mean, a, a first, a third, and a fourth, and a fifth. I did that. Hundred percent. You you had three yes. graphics for one. How many spots was it trading down? But like I said, it just depends. Like if there's an elite guy there, like let's say a Deontay Thompson or Ed Oliver, you take those guys. But if they're not there, Josh Allen. I mean, I think Josh Allen will be long gone, but I think he'll be gone by San Francisco, probably number three. So, yeah, yeah. Which gritty, gritty Williams. I, I trade up for Josh Allen. I would too. I would too. With nine draft picks. I mean, it I might mean we have a lot of draft picks first, to move around, might, man. Next year's first as well, and like a third, but I do it. I don't care. Yeah, we got we got a lot of draft picks to move around, and I th- I personally think this Josh Allen kid could be. I'm not trying to overhype him, but I think he could potentially be like a Von Miller or a Khalil Mack type player, man. Definitely. I've been saying that since day one. I love this kid. Yeah, I'm. So yeah, Pierre, Pierre, I'm not gonna lie. I gave credit to Malcolm this pod because I had credit to Pierre. He he's the one who got me on this Josh Allen hype yeah, thing. He, since, he got both of us on that. I think since, like, after Thanksgiving, honestly, like, when we were, like... It was around there, somewhere like Yeah, that. it was somewhere around there, like, when the season was, like, basically over. <laughs> okay. I mean, Deontay Thompson, too, man, that kid is special. I take oh, him oh. at RP, too. Okay, I want to hop onto that, though. Why? Okay, Wait, why let me would say you something, Tracy Walker? Say something, let me say something. If Go you on. look at Patriots' defense, they have three safeties that are paid really well. Patrick Chung... Uh, McCordy and uh, Duran Herman. All so make you said I- one thing that pissed me off. Are we the Patriots? Well, no, I'm not done. All make over <laughs> four to five now, right? now you have the Lions. Glover Quinn is getting up to age, right? Tavon Wilson is 29. You got Diggs locked up. You got Tracy Walker locked up. Adam Thompson. And, man, you have a heck of a trio of safeties right there. Yeah, but why are you going to draft the safety in the first round? You got me a bigger need. That, like, thousand, edge rusher. Yeah, safety is not one of those. Safety is yeah, one of those I'm comfortable with right now. Yeah. Free safety is a need. 
I like Tracy Walker, man. I do too, but like we haven't seen much from him to. <laughs> you spent the third round draft pick. You spent the third round draft pick on him, though. I can't even. Say, I can't even say this seriously. Hold on, let me stop laughing real quick. But Christian right. uses three safeties on the field over like sixty or seventy percent of the time, so he's still a starter. I hear you, man. But we got a lot of safeties. We got uh, Tracy Walker, Diggs. We got T's. We have a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Deontay Thompson reminds me of Earl Thomas. If you have an Earl Thomas at the age of 21, I mean, think about it, dude. I just, I, I, I can't wrap my head around drafting a safety in the first round. I think fan, fans would be frustrated too, man. I, I know mean, it doesn't matter if If they don't understand, like, they could be frustrated. I don't think they understand why they took him. But, dude, he's a true playmaker. He's an elite prospect. I, 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 I can't change my mind on this. I just can't wrap my head around a safety right now, at least. A safety does not sound right. Last nice year, the Lions took Tracy Walker at third. A lot of people said they reached, but then Carolina also tried to take him. Yeah. He was a third-round pick, right? Like a late third. You got Deontay Thompson, top 10 pick. He's a man, just watch him. I, I, I watch Alabama all the time. We'll watch him versus Clemson. We'll watch him versus Clemson on Monday. I, I, I have, but... You know the safety position. When we have so much other needs, I, I, if they take it, I'll I'll scratch my head. Okay, uh, let's why? say let's say you have an edge, but the edge is not like he's a solid player, but it's not where you value him. You value him like at sixteen or seventeen, right? Well, then trade him back. Yeah, but what if there is no team to trade back? You have to take Thompson. You're not going to reach for a player. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it takes two teams to make a I'll trade. Take, I'll take Greedy Williams before Thompson. hundred percent. I mean, Greedy Williams is a good player, too, but he might not be there. I'm just saying. Like, let's say Deontay Thompson is the only elite player left on your board. And other guys, it'd be a reach. You don't have no trade back. You have to take Thompson. I'd rather take a linebacker than Thompson. I'd rather take the best. I'd rather take the, the second best offensive tackle. I'd take offensive Offens- lineman over Thompson. Uh, offensive guard. No lineman is worth, no guard is worth the top 10 picks this year. Or uh, Lions fans, shoot me. I think a tight end before. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. See, that, that's, that's the point of the draft. It's very tricky. Where we're picking is tricky because you're going to have, you might have one elite guy on the board, but there might not be any because it's number eight, you know? I'm telling you, man. It should have lost, man. It should have lost. It, it would be, I think it could be a, it could be a good pick. I mean, he could come on and be a baller, but it could be a disaster for Patricia if they draft him. And we still, at the end of the offseason, have all these holes. Everybody's yeah. going to question. The media's going to crush them. Everybody's going to crush them. Why did we no, take I don't think the media will crush them. I actually read Dave Burkett believes that if the Lions draft started today, they would take Deontay Thompson. I also read um, my guy, Eric Schlitt, from USA Today. He believes that if the draft starts today, they would take Deontay Thompson. You know why? Because they're saying that we need a Glover Cone replacement. But I guarantee you, they have no idea who Tracy Walker is. I like Tracy Walker, man. He's a good player. <laughs> Tracy I like Walker. Too, but you need three safeties in this scheme to be successful. Yeah, but you why? spent a, I, Why do you have to spend a first-round pick on him, though? You don't need a first-round pick on a safety, though. You can go and sign one if you really want one. Okay, now that's a difference. Let's say they, if they sign a safety, we're talking something different. It depends what they do in free agency, but I think Thompson is a special player. Special player, don't get me wrong. Yes. I just, I just, yes. I just that's not neat. That's like I we drafted a yeah. quarterback right now. No, it's not. You know? no, it's not. no, it's not. <laughs> because he could be a special player, no, but we're, no, good. we're okay at that position. Or even like drafting a running back right now, let's say. In the first round. 
If there no, was a special that's, running back right now. That's See, that's different. We've seen on play a lot. We haven't seen Tracy Walker play a lot. We've seen flashes, but we haven't seen him start a full game and play all of these snaps. We have not seen that. I don't know. I don't think you spend a third-round pick on a guy like Tracy Walker, and you play him a lot during the end of the year just to not – uh, just to find another replacement on the first round. I don't see it happening. Well, they utilize three safeties. I'm just saying they utilize three safeties a lot. I don't know. I, I just can't. We use this year. Now, see, imagine this. Let's say they put they Diggs in the box, right? Like they use Diggs as like a linebacker, a hybrid linebacker role kind of. He'd thrive in that. And you put two deep safeties if they're trying to play cover two or two man. Tracy Walker and Deontay Thompson. Man, good luck. That's a lot of length in that secondary. Regardless, I think. Uh, we should go after a veteran safety and go in free agency test. Go go for someone in the market. Go get yourself like a Lamarcus Joyner or something like that. I don't care. Um, you need size. Okay, I was just thinking an example, but go get yourself like a veteran safety. I think it's better than personally drafting a safety in the first round. It just doesn't make it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Whatever. Let's get on to the next. I, I, I get what you're saying. If he's a the best player available, if he's the best player available, I get it. If you're going for the best player available, I guess draft him. Okay. Dude, you don't pass on elite prospects. It doesn't matter. This team lacks playmakers. We do. Uh, I, I just don't know. I mean, we're not like a, we're not yeah, like a total dumb fire a, a total dumb fire team. We're not yeah, like we are. I mean, you say we're not, but we kinda are. We're not you like about it, man. like the Raiders right now. We have talent where we could still like contend next year. We're not just getting the best player available right now. I think we have to fill in holes, then get the best player available. Yeah, I, don't but know. Cool. I definitely want to fill those holes. You only yeah. have two safeties, like two safeties for the future. You'll need another one. Well, you can go sign one. <laughs> you could, but like, I mean, if he's there, you you have to t- like. It's hard to pass on. I don't know. I don't it, it all depends. It all depends on all, in the offseason how they handle the free agency. Because say if we strike out on Flowers, say Flowers stays in New England, and we don't have a pass rush, and then. You know, we have – that's another hole we have to fix now. You know, there's a lot of stuff that – a lot of holes we need. So, I don't know. Yeah. Because right. they'll definitely question it if, if we don't address the holes in the offseason and then we use a first-round or eighth-round pick or eighth-overall pick on the, on the safety. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying this now. On January 3rd, 2019, if the Lions draft with the number eight overall pick, Deontay Thompson, don't be surprised. I won't. I guess I won't be surprised. I just don't want it to happen. They're probably gonna. They're probably gonna move him to like like the Miami Dolphins when they drafted um Fitzpatrick. Um, they moved him at nickel. Yeah, I mean, because they were loaded at safety and they didn't have no room for him, so they put him at the nickel. And look at Minka. Minka's balling for them. He is. He's balling. He's he's balling, but I don't know. Look, look where the record is. Emma produces good safeties. Landon Collins. Uh, Eddie Jackson. Mark Barron was a good safety as rookie year. Then he got hurt and they moved him to linebacker. Um, who else? There's a lot of guys out there. I can't remember their names. Shit. Oh, ha, Clint Dix. They produce good safeties. Yeah, they do. All right. Before we stretch out this question too long, let's just get into the next question. All right. Uh, do you think we should trade for AB? That's from Larry. Malcolm, go with this one. Set it off. Right. That's all I'm going to say. If the price is right. Nothing more than third. If we could get him for cheap, why the hell not? Malcolm, Golden Tate was on an expiring deal. You went for a third. ABs can go for a second, maybe a first, and maybe even more. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't know, man. Because he want he don't want to he obviously doesn't want to be there. No, and the reason is he's kind of selfish. He's a diva. Juju Smith got MVP. <laughs> I love when Beer says he's a diva. <laughs> I do not. I don't think Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn tolerate that. If you look at all the guys they draft, high character guys, captains, fifth year players, seniors. Not not fifth year, my bad. Seniors, captains. They value character a lot in this locker room. I don't think they'd even want this guy in their locker room. Hey, at the right price, you, you, uh, I think you settle with that. And you got to get – if you can get him at the right price, you know how insane that would be. Can you imagine Antonio Brown with Stafford, Gallaudet, and Marvin Jones? Yeah. Can but you guys I, just imagine that? I don't think it happened at the right price. I really don't. Yeah, I, I don't think it would either. I'm just saying could, at the right price, could you imagine that? That's yeah, but I'll, I mean – Tyler, let's say Marvin Jones gets the ball one day. He goes off for 100 yards. A.B. has, like, three targets. A.B. is the type kind of guy like, if I don't get the ball, I'm, like, I'm going crazy. Yeah. You, don't don't know. Want, you know the Lions' offense is different. They don't, like, just utilize one guy. They like, they like to pick their matchups. I don't think it's going to happen. Like we've said uh, in previous podcasts, Bob Quinn values personality, not just talent. He values personality. So, um... I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to get Lions fans hope up saying the Lions should go for AB. It was, it's not happening. Okay, it's not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. see a realistic solution where Antonio Brown comes to mind. So I'm not. I've not even like came to the like conclusion where this is like. I'm not even thinking of solutions where this could happen because I don't see it happening. So I'm not going to get you guys' hopes up if it doesn't happen. So would I be shocked? Yes, I would be shocked if Antonio Brown is a Lion at the end of the day. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, next question. I don't write his name, but the question is, there's reports out there that Marvin Jones could be traded. <clears throat> what do you guys think of it? <laughs> I don't like it one bit. I just – Marvin Jones is on a very reasonable contract right now, the Lions. I don't see <laughs> why they would want to flip him. I don't see it happening. It would be very dumb and very questionable to me. Um I would scratch my head if I if I saw Marvin Jones actually in legit trade rumors, and I, I don't see it happening. It doesn't sound right. I mean, you need some type of receiving core, and you can't just build off Kenny Galladay strictly. You need someone else to go with Kenny Galladay. And frequency market isn't good enough where you could get replacements. I think Marvin Jones is on a good enough contract where you keep him around um, to go with Kenny Galladay and then go get your another piece in the draft or free agency, whatever you like to do. Uh, um it's a reasonable contract, man. It's a it's a reasonable contract. I like Marvin Jones. I don't know. The only way I see it happening is if, um, let's say, the first round or second round, there's like a wide receiver they love. I mean, the first round, we could take an elite wide receiver at number eight. I wouldn't be opposed to that if he's like, they're like, they're a good size. They run half past 40. Like DK Metcalf or whatever his name is from Ole Miss. I saw him mock to us once, so. I would not be opposed to that. I don't know if you guys would, but I personally wouldn't. I know oh. we've talked about, I think Malcolm said, like, secondary players scare him usually. Like, cornerbacks scare him in the draft, right? Yeah, cornerbacks quarterback do scare me. And for me, it's wide receivers. They scare me in the draft. I just, I don't know, man. The receivers just in the draft don't usually, I mean, it's not for everyone, obviously. They just don't, like, seem to click right away all the time. I don't know. Receivers. Corey Davis, Mike Williams, they, they they had, like, decent rookie years. This year, they're both balling, so. That's I mean, what I'm saying. It takes, it takes time. development, man. Everything takes time. You can't, like, be picky. and you can't, If you're scared, yeah. 
that's why you're not a GM, Tyler. I'm just kidding. But you know, like you can't, <laughs> you're a GM, you can't be scared. You have to. I don't know. Job. Receivers yeah. scare me. I would not. Well, wanna... second, let's say they take Hollywood Brown, AB's cousin. I mean, and like, let's say they sign like a John Brown or JJ Nelson. Yeah, you could like explore it to trade him, but I don't see it happening. Two year, thirteen mil left on his deal. I think it's dumb to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Marvin Jones, but it all depends, like I said, on how the offseason goes and maybe what's, you know, what teams are able to offer for him. If they get an offer they can't refuse, hell, say a team throws a second round pick at Detroit for Marvin Jones. I mean, take that. Exactly. You got to, you have to take it. So, I mean, it all depends on Do what you? Teams are offering and if our it's situation. A for Marvin Jones, yeah, dude, you have to take that. You have I mean, to take it. Depends. It, depends. it depends. It just depends. Let's say there's a wide receiver they like a lot when they're on the board. Because if it happens, it'll probably happen during draft day. Yeah. I don't know. Is there even – I mean, I haven't scouted that much onto it. Is there even – like, is this receiving class even really good this year? Yeah. Is it? Okay. I, I don't know. It's I'm just asking. I mean, okay. even for the agency, you have some decent guys hitting the market. But I, mean, um, you, I don't know. Yeah, just say going back to you know GMs being scared of drafting guys. Um, I think this right this year this draft. I think Bob Quinn and Patricia. I think they both need to be scared because they have to hit with these draft picks. They're, this eighth pick, he has to be instant starter. They can't have they can't have a guy who needs time to adjust to the league, adjust to the speed. They can't they can't afford that right now. I mean, they need a guy right now. Yeah, they, they do need that. But, I mean, if they draft, like, let's say an Ole Miss guy, he comes from a spread offense, right? The guy I talked about it takes a minute to develop, you know I mean? It, it does, but the fans, they, the don't, fans have not, they don't have they don't have time for that. And Patricia, because he did go, I mean, 6-10 and 10 is better than 5-11, and 11, but because he went 6-10, and 10, he cannot afford to have a slow start. And he cannot afford to have his draft pick and then when – the fans look at who was picked after this eighth pick, and they see, oh, this guy is the same position that um, Patricia could have took, but he's having success, and this guy's not. They're going to lose it if and this guy's not a hit right away. It's also based on scheme and stuff. I mean, there's a lot that goes into draft. There could be, like, a stud player, but he might not fit this. There's just, like, there's a lot that goes they on that probably us fans don't know as much. They interview these guys. They might they may hate something about them. They'll hate them so much they'll, like they won't draft them or – they don't fit the scheme, you know. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of a lot of gambles in the draft. Nothing's perfect, but I agree they do have to hit on their pick. I wouldn't say you need an immediate impact. You need you do need some sort of impact though, because dude, I just said look at Mike Williams from the Chargers last year and Corey Davis. Yeah, but do we have time for that? The Lions window is now. It is now. Patricia's time is now. You gotta remember though, some of these guys come from spread offenses or not pro style defenses. I mean, they have to learn. They have to adjust. Yeah. That's why they need it. They have to get an elite player with this eighth pick. They they have to. I know it's a gamble, but they just need to roll the dice and just hope that this guy who they pick is an instant starter. They need an instant starter right now. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I guess I agree to that. If you really think think about it, like I'm just thinking about it right now. It's they, a job security. They do need it, yeah. Like, Deontay Thompson would do that. If they want to trade up for uh, – Josh Allen, Josh Allen. <laughs> there we go. Could do that. Josh you know? Allen is a the safest pick on the board. <laughs> there we go. 
See, you know, corners, like you guys said, Greedy Williams, but you know, sometimes corners are up and down. The corners scare the hell out of us. That's the reason why I'm not big on Greedy Williams because I think, you know, he could come in and ball out. He could be an instant starter. He could. But there's some big games that, like when I see him against Alabama, play against a really good quarterback, good receivers. They did kind of show some. He might need some time, is what I'm saying. (laughs) There's no guy. I don't think there's any guy that's going to come in and tear the league art since day one at eight. I mean, if there is, a lot of credit will go to the coaching staff. I mean, we saw his hand in the fourth. He teared it up, man. Exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to see him next year, man. Oh. I can't wait to see him next year. Yeah, they're working on his speed. They, They probably plan to have him on the edge. That that will be that would be fun. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. Sure. All right, all right, guys. Thank you guys for tuning into episode ten of the Pride Podcast. I want to thank you guys for all the support. Um, means a lot. We got a lot of support from episode nine. Um, actually, one of our most downloaded episodes. So I want to I want to thank you guys so much for all that. Um, Double digit podcast, you guys. Believe it, man. We already hit number ten. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you guys had a great holiday. Um, I'm Pierre from the Trail Lines fan page. Thanks. Peace. Tyler, All right, everybody. Nation. All right, everybody. I'm Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. You guys have a great one. Thank you, guys. See you. All right, guys. Peace out.